Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Expresso Babe. I can't believe we've got this far, but joining me as ever is a man even the Samaritans would hang up on. It's Callum. Thanks for that kind introduction, Lee. <laughs> you always have a way of words. <laughs> Don't leave me speechless. <laughs> Look, I like to think of something to start the podcast off with. Yeah, it's good starting a laugh at my expense. <laughs> I thought it was funny. So... <laughs> <laughs> 30 seconds in and just I'm sorry that one was particularly brutal today that's right that was, that was enjoyable <laughs> I liked it <laughs> compose yourself sir that really tickled me I'm not sure why I couldn't think of anything else off the top of my head so I went with that one that's fair enough yeah so normally it's the other way around and I'm the one who can't stop laughing <laughs> yeah I'm not sure why I found that one so funny okay serious faces so how have you been Mr Gallant um, I've actually been alright. I've recently sworn off alcohol now. So. Yes, it's. I'll be honest, it's not the first time you've sworn off alcohol. No. But you have my unwavering support and I wish you all the best in it. So, other than that, how have you been? Well, I've been on painkillers all weekend, haven't I? You have. Which I've, I've no idea why. My back decided no. But I couldn't exactly just go, oh, well, I can't bother to work today, I won't bother, because we were already short. So I've been dosed up on painkillers and with paint, pain, no, no, heat, heat pads. Oh, yeah. Uh, strapped to my back most of the time. That's exciting, mate. Which is particularly fun when we get to the end of the shift and the boss and sort of we are all going, oh, should we have a drink? And I had a brief Google um, about whether you could drink on what the painkillers I was taking, because they're fairly strong. And the first thing that came up on the search engine... When I googled, can you have alcohol with codridamol? Codridamol? Yeah. No, codridamol. Okay. I think it might be stronger than cocodamol. Probably. Um, which is an opioid. Obviously, don't take those to excess. That can go very badly. But the first thing that came up when I googled whether or not you can have a drink with those was where to go if you have a drug problem. <laughs> so, I didn't do that. <laughs> and happily, I haven't needed them since. It's not good to start getting dependent on any kind of painkiller, especially not one like that. So, at the minute I seem mostly okay. I was go-karting yesterday and nothing terrible happened. That's alright. My back survived that, so my back... There's great big signs when you go into go-karting saying, if you have back problems or are pregnant, you are not allowed to do this. Uh, I did I've got no back problems. No, no. no. It's like nobody shunts me up the back. Yes. Um, And I was absolutely fine. So, I'm going to say all is well. All is well that ends well. Absolutely. So, that aside, should we get into last week's riddles? I was just going to talk about the tornado in Leeds. Oh, yeah, talk about that. Have you seen that, the video of that? I have not, no. It's not a spectacular tornado as tornadoes go, but there was the Leeds Festival this weekend. There was, yes. And there is a video that's been doing the rounds. You may well have seen it if you're listening. You may well not have seen it if you're listening. It's fairly easy to Google. Where someone, it's, someone's taking a video of the Leeds Festival, as you do, of people milling around near tents and yeah. so on and so forth. And somebody's gazebo gets caught up by some wind, effectively, and just does a big old circuit, very nearly smacking thousands of people, <laughs> sort of, not, not thousands, very nearly <laughs> smacking tens of people in the head as it goes round and round and round in sort of a 20-yard circuit. Um, which is quite impressive, really. Mm. It's, and it's sort of, we're talking five feet off the ground. And then slowly going up and up and up, which is effectively a tornado. Yeah. It's not 
the sort of the great big black billowy thing you see in like movies. Cyclones and yeah, well, no, it is. It, it's still a tornado. It's just a smaller yeah. one. But it does bring me on to what I always like to bring in when I have the opportunity, which is an interesting fact, Callum. What is your interesting fact today, Lee? Do you know what country you are statistically, if you pick a random spot, which country you are most likely to see a tornado in? America. Wrong. Because that is what everybody says, because everyone thinks Tornado Alley. Yeah. Tornado Alley in America, I will concede, a lot of tornadoes. It's aptly named. Thing is, America's quite a big place. Yeah. Um, Tornado Alley has a lot of tornadoes, but it's quite a small place. Yeah. So Tornado Alley doesn't actually big up the entirety of America that much. America having, if you're particularly interested, an average of 1.3, I think it is, tornadoes per 10,000 miles per annum. Mm. No, 10,000 kilometres. 10,000 kilometres squared per per annum, which is 3,867 miles or something, if you're bothered about such things. The highest country has a whopping 2.2 tornadoes per 10,000 kilometres square. That's almost double America. It's not Canada, is it? Between, this was recorded between 1980 and 2012, and that country, the country in which you are most likely to see a tornado, is England. Nah. Yeah. What? It's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Is it like because it's over the sea most of the time? No, it's in England. Ours are not quite so spectacularly tornado-y. They're still classifiably tornadoes, much like the one that threw the gazebo round and round. Yeah. They don't match up to America's in that, for example, the most fatalities we've ever had from a tornado ever in England is five. Yeah. Which does not compare to the the, the Americans' big throwy cars around-y, throwy houses at people-y. Yeah. Sorry, Dor- I hate to tell you this, Dorothy, but you ain't in Kansas no more. <laughs> kind of tornadoes. But England is the country in the world where you are most likely, statistically, to see a tornado. Which, That's a as, fun fact. Yes, <laughs> people are always surprised by it. I think it's wonderful. Anyway, as you said before I got excited about tornadoes, Callum, because I get weirdly excited about a lot of things. It's a little bit dorky, but I live with it. <laughs> um, I think we'd better go into last week's riddles and then get this week's riddles out. So, would you like me to start, or would you like to start? You can start if you like, Callum. What was your riddle last week? It was, I'm all around you. The flick of a switch, I enter your home. With another flick, I leave you alone. What am I? It was indeed. I will give you mine from last week, and then we'll give our answers. Yes. So, my riddle to you, Mr Callum, was, Slayer of regrets, old and new. I'm sought by many, but found by few. That one stumped me for ages. That one did stump you for ages. So my answer to you, sir, you may recall, was light. Light. I think this is a pity point, Worthy. Why? Was it darkness? No, because it's not light, but it is electricity. Oh, come on! <laughs> oh, that is not fair. Can All right. You could be turning an even on. So I don't know, it's up to you. No, 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 I don't need the point. I'm already one and a half ahead. Pity point? No, I don't need the pity point. I don't need your pity. (laughs) Oh, damn it. (laughs) No, I don't need your pity, sir. I'm I'm already a point and a half ahead. Okay. So, do you remember what you answered? I think I said happiness. Yes. Which is wrong. It is wrong, yes. Is it some sort of emotion? Sort of. It's an experience. Redemption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. It's easy when you hear the answer. It's, oh, yeah, suddenly when you, hear the, when you hear the answer, suddenly it all makes sense. Like, oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. Indeed, sir. But, yeah, redemption. I liked it. It rhymed. I like the riddles that rhyme. Yeah, I think they, they sound good. It's yeah. very Lord of the Rings. 
30 right horses on a low red hill. First they champ, then they stamp, then they stand still. Remind me not to tell you any Lord of the Rings. Toots, precious. Toots. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was looking at that, I think, no, Lee's definitely yes. going to know. Mate, them. I've read the books. Yeah, he's going to know them answers, so. Yes. And we should also mention that there were some people who got our riddles right from the general public as well, Mr. Callum. There was indeed. So there was only one guess on my riddle, I'm afraid, which I'm very sad about. And that was T.Y. who correctly guessed redemption. So well done to T.Y. And I hope you're listening to the episode for the shout out. And I had a few answers on my riddle. One of them I won't say because, you know, it sounds really weird when you speak it out loud. Yes, it does. Um, so I did have a couple of guesses. We had Flame from Sando and Big Jonty. Unfortunately, that was incorrect. I had Shadow from Charlie. But then I had Hazard to the one and only G and JJ who gets electricity right. Well done to both of you as well. So, should we get on to this week's riddles? I then? think we'd better get on to this week's riddles. Would you like to go first? I shall go first. And this one very disappointingly doesn't rhyme. We each follow the other, one breaking but never falling, one falling but never breaking. What are we? I'll mull that over. It's a slightly trippy one. And give my answer at the end of the episode. My riddle for you, sir. It wasn't. Why is that funny? I don't know. C-Sec, right? Very Macbeth. I was not of woman born, but of mother's womb untimely ripped. <laughs> you have a way of words, sir. It's Shakespeare. It's not me. Yeah, well, you know. It's, it's, it's Macduff. Macduff. Right, on to my riddle, sir, before right. I get confused some more. Okay. I feel your every move, yes. I know your every thought. Right. I'm with you from birth, and I'll see you when you rot. What am I? <laughs> Very creepy. <laughs> Once more, if you would, sir. Okay. I feel your every move, I know your every thought. I'm with you from birth, and I'll see you when you rot. What am I? I'm with you from birth. Right. That's really that's a really creepy riddle. Yeah. Okay, well, we've just had a we've just had a so before we go into what's going on, Callum. Yes. We have a hypothetical. You do. Up until now, we've been going with historic ones. Yes. Now I'm going to mix it up a little bit, and I'm going to hit you with a question instead. Oh. Yep. So, hypothetically, tomorrow society is going to collapse. Not just here, everywhere in the entire world, all society. I, I don't know why. Don't really care. Could be, could be economic breakdown. Could be mutant cows. Could be, yeah. I don't know. Jesus, whatever. Yeah. Not important. Probably not Jesus. He's dead. He's had two attempts. Yeah. <laughs> don't matter what it is. My point is, tomorrow society's breaking down. You have the opportunity to go anywhere in the world before that happens, excluding things like an underground vault. Just you can go to another country, yeah, or another part of the world, or another part of here. Wherever you think you have your best chance of surviving. Okay. Where are you going to go? Do you want a minute to mull it over and I'll give my answer? Yes. Because I've, I've not given myself an awful lot of time so to think this one does that mean, over. like, in society, I mean, there's no, like, politics, yeah. there's no nothing? It's yes, just, anarchy. It's basically a free it doesn't, rule. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to go Mad Max. It doesn't mean everyone's going to go psycho, because I don't think, by and large, people are that psycho. No. But it does mean society's going to break down. People may not be farming because, why would you, because no one's going to pay you. Yeah. Because there's no economy, that's gone, that's collapsed. People will probably band together, but they also might not. Who knows? So to give you my answer while you're mulling over, my initial thought was, I'm not staying in England. No. The reason being, not because I don't like England, I quite like England, it's okay here. There's too many people. Yeah. Not enough space. Population density, big problem. Yeah. 
I briefly toyed with the idea of southern Russia, and I think I'm going to stick with that. Because, firstly, I'm not going northern Russia. It's too cold. I'd die. Yeah. <laughs> no chance. I have I have limited faith in my ability to survive in the wild, mm. but not not in the snow. I don't think that's how... The Russian, Russians are mental, man. How can you live in that country? It's insane. Mm. Siberia. Jesus. <laughs> so I'm going with southern Russia, because yeah. you've got loads of space. Yeah. Not likely to be struggling for resources with other people. And I think that sooner or later your best chance of surviving is going to be hunting wild things or trapping wild things. And I think there's probably a lot of those in the wilderness in Russia. True. So I'm going South Russia. Well, someone might kill you for food. Yeah, but also I might, they, they, those people probably know how to survive. I could probably True. band up with some of them. I just need True. to learn Russian really quickly. <laughs> we go we go hunt reindeer. Let's go. <laughs> we go hunt the thing, we will be okay. I am on your side now. Like that, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I will cook, you hunt. I make a very good venison stew. It's fantastic. Goulash, mate. Goul- oh, I like a bit of goulash. Goulash. Error. That's Password not stroganoff. <laughs> That's an interesting hypothesis. I thought so. And I've given you a little time to think it over. You have. Well, I would probably do something similar to you, but I wouldn't pick Russia. No. No, I would probably be somewhere like Canada. You're going Canada? Or... Oh, it's a bit nippy, Canada. Yeah, but I'd want somewhere with a fresh water source. Very true. Yep, you want some mountains or something. Yeah. Yep. But then the Himalayans is too, you know... Where is the Himalayas? I don't know, mate. Because I was thinking first the Himalayan mountains. But then you want somewhere which has got plenty of wildlife. Yep. Fresh flowing water. Yep. And somewhere that you can easily, not defend, but can easily grow your own stuff if needed. Or yeah. some sort of agricultural manual crap. We've pretty much gone opposite sides of the world, you know. Mm. I mean, latitudinally? Longitudinally. Longitudinally. Which one's up and down and which one's left to right? Latitudes up and down. It's long. Okay, well, we're the same longitude. Yeah. Different latitudes. Yeah. It's also a very good festival. I don't know which one's which. I've got no idea. If If anyone's better at geography than we are, please do help us. We're hopeless. Yes, I would probably... No, then it's really cold. Canada is cold, man. Yeah. Canada is very ah. cold. Even northern bits of America are quite nippy. But then they're, they're obviously, they've got the clothing suited for it as well. Mm. And America's a bit more densely populated than Canada, so that's probably not such a great idea, because you'd have more people to compete with for resources. True, but easier access to weapons, just so you can go hunting and things like that. Yeah, but then everyone else there would also have easier access to weapons. Yeah, but it depends. Anarchy, mate. That, America the, would go Mad Max. Probably, yeah. America would go full on Mad Max if society broke down. Just hold up in the uh, DC office. <laughs> right, I'm in the going, White House. You're going to the Pentagon. Yeah. That's where you're going. Right, it's code one, guys. Code one. Oh, dear. Defcon one, that's the Defcon one. Defcon one. No, code, but you said you can't go to a lockable. Code Magnolia. <laughs> no. I don't know what Code Magnolia would be. Dog loose in the mess room or something, probably. Yeah, I would probably... I'm going to stick with Canada. Yeah? And you're I would probably... going to go and hunt to the moose. I'd probably stick around the Niagara Falls area in... Well, you've got a lot of fresh water there. Yeah. Plus, obviously, I assume fishing that still... They're still going to be the, available. The entirety of everything is not going to just disintegrate. No, it's just society's just crumbled. Society's crumbled. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to go with Canada just because for the fresh water source, there's obviously plenty of stuff to hunt. And Canadians are normally quite friendly, anyway. <laughs> they are, it's true. So... So you're thinking if you run into someone, they might be more helpful. Yes. We'll have 
we'll have bonfires and bond over our... Maple syrup. Maple syrup, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's my answer. I'm going to pick Canada. Canada. I'm going to pick Canada. Canada. So we've got Russia and Canada. <laughs> Very different places. <laughs> if you are listening either live or on the episode and you know, you have an idea of where you think would be better to survive, please do let us know. We'd love to hear it because we are both probably not going to survive in the wild, so we could probably use the assistance. I'm a bit fatter than you, so I'll last a bit longer if you don't get food. I can run a bit faster than you. Mm, a bit faster. <laughs> I have more chance of catching something. I'm like a dwarf. Natural sprinter at short distances. <laughs> very dangerous over short distances. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> Nobody tosses a dwarf. You'll have to toss me. What? I cannot make the jump. You'll have to toss me. Don't tell the elf. <laughs> but that line never works for you. No. No. <laughs> right, so that that has been fun, talking about where we'd go if society collapsed. That was interesting, I thought. Yeah, nice. yes, I thought you'd enjoy that. It's your turn next week, so I hope you think of something good. Yes, I shall, mate. In any case, I think it's time we moved on to what's going on. And what is going on, sir? I've got no idea, and as those of you who've seen it before already will know, we don't think anyone else has much of an idea either. Would you like to kick us off, Callum? I will. So, are you ready? Always ready, sir. Athlete comes last in 400 metre race after penis falls out of his shorts as he goes commando. <laughs> That's why I wait for you to have your suit. <laughs> <laughs> when you say falls out of shorts, I presume you're talking a wardrobe malfunction and not like necrosis. <laughs> yeah, wardrobe malfunction, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's going to be, I mean... Credit to the dude. He must be pretty well endowed. Yes. There but... wasn't too much to a story. Uh, I've got I've got a little bit written down here. Right. So this is Alberto Nonino, <laughs> a decathlete, was competing at the Commonwealth Games, who had an amazing start to the race, and it looked promising. <laughs> but due to what can only be known as a wardrobe malfunction, left nothing to the imagination of the stunned crowd. <laughs> as he fumbles around, oh, no. trying to keep his in place. I mean, to be fair, looking back over historic races, you, we all remember Paula Radcliffe, don't we? Yes. If you're in the if you're in front, mate, don't don't just ignore it. Keep going. Waggle it around. You'll you'll. It'll be the first time a human rather than a horse has been able to finish by a head, or win by a head even. <laughs> hey man, good I enjoyed that one. Yeah. That <laughs> oh dear. So I presume he didn't win in the end. No, he came last. Okay. Yeah. Although they said it was due to his um, decision to go commando and not yes. have any undershorts, that was his. And trying to run when it's smacking you from the other side. Is what they said <laughs> in the article. Yeah. I mean, the chaffage has got to be ridiculous anyway, with no boxes or anything or pants at all. Because mm. you're, you're, you're properly like going for it, aren't you? You're not worried about making sure you thought you're running like that so you, they don't rub together. That's Either not, he's that's really well-endowed or is it just unlucky? Very unlucky. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right, my first news story, and it's it's more interesting and slightly weird than outright quirky. Oh, you have two. Of course I've got two. You've only got one, haven't I've you? I've only got one. <sighs> this is what I have to work with, folks. All right. So, my numero uno is Pedro I. Don Pedro, the first emperor of Brazil. Okay. It doesn't sound like recent news, I promise you it is. So on the 22nd of August, his heart, kept in a jar in formaldehyde, was shipped over to Brazil. Why was his heart shipped? 
Well, it's to mark the 200th year anniversary of Brazil's independence from Portugal. Oh, okay. Because those of you who don't know, They've Portugal actually also had a, Portugal also had a pretty beastly empire once upon a time. Not yeah. not quite as good as England's, you know. But British empire, you know. Not, <laughs> but, <laughs> but still pretty beastly. I mean, they had Brazil for one thing. Mm. Um, yeah, 200 years ago, he declared independence from Portugal. Pretty successfully, it must be said, they're still independent. And... Sooner or later, went back to Portugal to fight for his daughter's right to ascend to the throne in Portugal. Died there of TB, because, you know, people died of a lot of things a lot of the time back then, mm. uh, at the age of 35. And his final request was that his heart be kept by Portugal in an altar in the Church of Our Lady of Lapin in Porto. So it's been kept in, in a jar in formaldehyde for the last 200 years, and every 50 years... Every 50 years that Brazil have one of these 50-year independence celebrations on Independence Day, 22nd of August, they ship the heart across the sea, receive it, and I quote, as if it, with military honours like a head of state, including the national anthem, a guard of honour, and a cannon salute, which I can imagine going very badly if you miss aim that. <laughs> How'd you hit with German? <laughs> <laughs> oh. What particularly this means, why, why would that be your last wish? I'm so dying. What I really want you to do is teal my internal organs and keep them in a jar. Yeah, why not? Maybe, you know what, it's a way of celebrating their independence. It's a bit weird, mate. Mm. Apparently, to be fair, he's well loved by Brazil on account of, you know, the whole independence thing. People yeah. quite like being independent, as it turns out. We found that out to our, to our, um, what's his name? Loss. But anyway, yes, it's not quite outright funny like your, your sprinting penis. <laughs> But that was a phrase I never thought I'd use. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I enjoyed that. Anyway, I have got one more news story. What's going on for us today? Callum. You greedy fellow, having to. You could have searched up two as well. You could have done it yourself. You didn't. I didn't, no. I've got a real-life Jonah for us. Oh. Yes. Or Geppetto, depending on... Which version? Yeah, which one you like the most. A gentleman called Michael Pack, 56 years old and a diver for lobster off the coast of Massachusetts Ooh. was swallowed, well, not swallowed, but scooped up in the mouth by a humpback whale. <laughs> genuinely. Seriously, yeah, genuinely. He, was he still alive? Yes, he's still alive. He's not going to be giving his story of he's dead, is he? What's this? Someone Do you think it was a seance? Someone might have seen it. <laughs> oh, look, there he goes. Yeah, no. Uh, no, no, no. It's, he's, he survived the experience, and we'll get on to why in just a moment. But he was, yeah, a, a, a humpback whale tried to eat him. He's been diving for 40 years. This is, he's not an inexperienced diver doing anything particularly stupid. But in his own words, there was a huge bump and everything went dark. Thought he might have been eaten by a great white shark. Unlikely. But there were no bite marks. So... It's estimated he was in the whale's mouth for about 30 to 40 seconds, but this is the guy estimating it, and you know what it's like when you're freaking out. Two seconds can feel like a minute. Yeah. He waves, he waves, he starts sort of um, struggling as the whale starts to dive. He's in scuba gear, so, yeah. you know, he's not, he's not in danger of immediately going. Uh, starts struggling as the whale starts to dive, at which point it starts thrashing around and spits him back out, uh, probably finding it, figuring out he's not really ideal to eat. It should be pointed out here, that a humpback whale is never ever going to be a human eater simply because they eat krill. Their esophagus is not big enough to swallow a human. Yeah. They couldn't do it even if they wanted to. And it is suspected that it was just a young humpback whale that had mistaken him for something slightly more edible. Yeah. Um, 
to get to your original question, Callum, he did survive. He's alive and well. And at the time of the interview, he was recovering rather fittingly in Cape Cod Hospital. <laughs> Honestly, you couldn't make this stuff up. Do you think the uh, the uh, whale was like, sorry, and gave him a pat on the back as he came out? <laughs> See you later, mate. I mean, to be fair, with a, with, if you're in the mouth of a whale, the biggest danger would be if it surfaced or dived. Mm. Because you're going to get... Holding no, if you're holding your breath, you're either going to get an embolism or the bends or something like that. Because oh, yeah. they're going to go up or down far faster than you would, and we're not really designed for it. No. But no, all was well. No one died of whaling. But thirty to forty seconds in the mouth of a whale is not something an awful lot of us get to say in life. I think any of us get to say. I mean, I'd rather not have to, not ever have no. to say it to be honest. No. There are there are things I don't mind being in the mouth of, and a whale is not one of them. <laughs> Very good, sir. Anyway. I meant like a river. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, on a boat. Yeah, me too. That's definitely what I was thinking. Yeah, I doubt it. Moving on. Yes. Although, interesting, on the story of Geppetto. Yes. They are remaking Pinocchio. Are they actually? Yeah, as a live action, not live action movie, but it's not going to be... So it's going to be a real wooden puppet? No, it's from the same people who um, redid Beauty and the Beast. With I didn't Emma, see the redone Emma Beauty and the Beast. It is Emma Watson. I it? don't know. I haven't seen Hermione. it. Hermione. Emma Watson, yes. yeah. Emma Watson, yeah. They're remaking Pinocchio. Of course you know it by Harry Potter characters. Of course they do. But yeah. I, I can't wait for that. It's pretty exciting. You're excited to see Pinocchio? Yep. When was the last time you watched Pinocchio? Back in the day. The day. I still remember like a lot of the stuff from it. It's, weird. it's very dark and weird. It is a bit dark and weird. And the original story is even darker. Yes. Pinocchio kills Geppetto, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah, I'm pretty Christ, sure it's original remember. Disney. It's not original Disney, man. It's not original Disney, pre- the original Pinocchio. story. He killed Geppetto. That's a bit harsh. Mm. I know he kills Jiminy Cricket. In the original story, he definitely kills Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. And he's basically haunted by the ghost of him afterwards, I think. Old Jiminy. Yeah. It's a funny character. No, he's not even haunted by the ghost of him, I think. But Jiminy basically tells him you shouldn't be doing that, it's bad, so he kills him. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, go figure. So. And I think the boys who turn into asses stay as asses as well. Yes. Old old fairy tales were dark. So Cinderella was pretty. Was that the one whose mother got to made to wear the red hot slippers and dance until she died? Yes. I imagine there are plenty of people out there who wouldn't mind their stepmothers having to do that. True. That's a fair point. Anyway, Mr. Callum, is there anything else you wanted to talk about in today's episode? No, I think that's it. In which case, I think, sir, we'd better go into our riddle answers. So, just to recap, for ourselves and for anyone watching, my riddle to you, Mr Callum, was we each follow the other, one breaking but never falling, one falling but never breaking. What are we? I think your feet. Okay. Okay, Callum thinks his feet. Do you think he's wrong? Do you think he's right? That's wrong, Jesus. No, it's not your feet. Oh, never mind. That's my answer. I'm done. Right. Are you sure? Do you want to think about that for another three seconds? No. <laughs> now he's going with it. He's going with the, your feet. No, so he thinks break. your feet follow each other. One breaking but never falling. One falling but never breaking. Do you think he's right? Do you think he's wrong? <laughs> if you think he's wrong, what do you think the answer is? And, Mr. Callum, what was your riddle to me? I feel your every move. I know your every thought. I'm with you from birth, and I'll see you when you rot. What am I? I'm going to go with a skeleton. Okay. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about it, but it seems like the only thing I can think of. Yes, that's fair. Yeah. Kind of makes sense-ish. So, 
And again, if you think I'm right, let us know. If you think I'm wrong, let us know what you think the answer is, because we would love to hear from you. We would indeed, sir. All that remains, Callum. It's God how to contact us. Absolutely. Our favourite bit of the day, because it means we'll be hearing more from you. So, you can get involved on Facebook. Our Facebook group is Expresso Babe. There's a space between those two words. And don't forget, Expresso is spelled E-X-P-R-E-S-S-O. Check it out. It is indeed. We are also on TikTok, which is Expresso Babe, the podcast. After we got banned from the last one. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> you can also catch us on email, which is expresso.babe at yahoo.com. You can indeed. We are also on Instagram, which is Expresso underscore Babe underscore. We are on YouTube, which is Expresso Babe, exactly like the Facebook group. And lastly, we are also on Twitter, which is Expresso underscore Babe. In the near future, hopefully, we will have our website up as well, which is also very exciting. It just depends when Callum's friend, who is very kindly helping us do that, is available to do so. Indeed so, sir. Very exciting. So all that remains is for me to say thank you to those of you who've been watching and thank you to you, Mr. Callum. That's fine, sir. And it's always a pleasure. It's never a chore. And we'll see you next week, folks. We will indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.